0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Also listening, you're listening to another episode of Cinema Noir. This is Candace Frederick, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Rebecca and Kimberly. How are you guys? Hi.
2: Hey. Bye. Happy Sunday, everyone.
1: Happy Sunday. So we have plenty to discuss today. Um, we're actually preparing for the fall TV season, and fall TV season. I know the summer had most of the shows on hiatus. Um, So we just want to do a quick preview of what we're most looking forward to this season. Um, And we have a a review of Black Panthers, which is now in theaters nationwide. Um, And we're going to keep, you know, in in the spirit of TV and fall TV, we're going to talk about um, whether the black sitcom is having a comeback. Um, And without further... oh. Isn't aren't the Emmy's next weekend? I just heard that, um, and I didn't know whether it was true. oh, yes. uh, the, the
2: Emmy. Yeah. Uh let me look Yeah, yeah it I know it's like um, Sunday. It's, it's on a 20th. Sunday, right?
3: Yes, yeah, the mm. twenty. Oh wow.
0: That's from yeah. the that? party. <laughs>
3: it
0: really yeah, is it? Wow. And they
1: they haven't really been talking about it that much. I mean, not like there haven't been a whole lot of commercials for it. Who's even hosting? Is it um what's his name from oh, um you, what's that show?
3: Andy Sandberg. Oh, right. And, yeah, so he's
1: hosting. Okay.
2: Oh,
3: it's and airing it's next on, Sunday. It's,
1: yeah, it's
2: airing on Fox. I think that's what I think that's why the 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 uh, marketing for the Emmys has been a little bit different cuz they I haven't oh. really but then, but then again, I haven't been watching Fox that much. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, Yeah.
0: Oh, I
3: didn't. Oh, I thought. Yeah, apparently That's they're doing some whole um, Emmy red carpet football thing all day next Sunday. I was like, wait, what? What? Football, red Why
0: carpet? is it a football
3: yeah, thing? Well, I guess because Fox airs football earlier in the day, and so, like, all the football shows mm-hmm. are going to be promoting the Emmy. It was really strange. But, yeah, it is next week, so.
0: Uh, totally okay, so
1: that. I pretty sure it's going to be the least watched Emmys. I mean, I'm going to watch it, but they really need to ramp up their advertising for it.
0: I actually mm-hmm.
1: watch, because I watch So You Think You Can Dance, all, you know, all summer long, and that comes on Fox, and I have never seen a single commercial about the Emmys, ever. Granted, <laughs> Granted, I do D V R So You Think You Can Dance, and I typically fast forward through the commercials, but I feel like I would have caught an in Emmys commercial. But anyway, I was just thinking about that because someone had just brought it to my attention today. I was like, are you sure? That really just snuck up on me. But anyway, so that's um, we're going to start. Yeah, it's weird, right? And so mm-hmm. anyway, we're going to start with our um, review. Did you? Did either of you see Black Panthers, the new documentary? No, no we no, haven't come down here it. yet. <laughs> oh, all right.
0: I forgot that you're not here anymore.
1: So I'm the last person in New York now of the three of us, um, at least as of right now, that's pending. Um, I did see Black Panthers a while back. Um, and so basically this is a, a movie directed by Stanley Nelson, um, who's actually, I think, just celebrated at an AFI event recently, earlier this year. And so um, this is his newest documentary, and it's a – Basically, a biographical look at the quote unquote rise and fall of the Black Panthers. And it really just, it's basically a bullet point, um, like kind of like play by numbers about everything that pretty much happened um, between its inception and the political atmosphere that sparked the Black Panthers and leading up to, I think, uh, mid 70s when. It kind of dissipated a bit, um so I mean, I found everything pretty interesting, compelling, and everything but it's it's well done the documentary um what mm-hmm. I particularly liked were all the the interviews that um I guess Stanley did with a lot of the members or the surviving members and really people who just really talked about um you know, basically the state of things, the uh, why black Americans were needed and why it was important to have them at the time that they had been founded and um talked also about like the rifts between the various chapters, um like um between different um areas in the in the um in the US in the country and talked about like the rift between like, you know, a lot of people who wanted to be in charge and um what else? So it talked basically. It kept it really real in terms of the engagement between the members, and also, you know, obviously they also talked to or certainly um, interviewed quite a few journalists who covered the Black Panthers at the time, as well as a couple mm-hmm. of um, FBI people or former FBI agents who were tasked with shutting down the Black Panthers or raiding the Black Panthers. So it really kind of talked. That's what I kind of did appreciate, the fact that they didn't just talk to the Black Panthers, they talked to people who were infiltrating the Black Panthers, people who were against the Black Panthers. They just got all these different sides, Um, but primarily we heard from the people within the Black Panthers movement. So um, it was all, you know, pretty much exactly what you expect. Um, Well done, but there was something that was nagging me the whole time, were the fact mm-hmm. that there were very little there were very few voices very few female voices um and Ugh. we i mean we see plenty of you know stories and and documentations about the black panthers and it's always from the male perspective, despite mm-hmm. the fact that there were female um female panthers and there were people who were Uh, female supporters of the Black Panthers, and we really didn't hear from any of them. And, in fact, when we did hear from, like, very, very briefly heard from some who were deeply involved in the Black Panthers, they were really talking about male Black Panthers. Like, they would have someone on their, you know, Kathleen Cleaver would talk about her husband, Eldridge Cleaver. Like, she wouldn't really talk about her own involvement. And that's what I was particularly interested in. I wanted to hear more about them. And when when the men who were interviewed briefly, mentioned the women's engagement with the with the Black Panthers, it was more like oh they were in the kitchen or oh you know they were kind of subject, subjected to sexist comments, but we really didn't get a full scope of their importance to the the group, and that's what really just was like seriously because they kept because while they were talking and if they you know any time they had mentioned anything about um you know the participation with among the women or how the women were involved they would cut to these photographs of women being basically involved in the Black Panthers and you can see how they were like you know, they were out in the, you know, out in the, on the ground, just like them, they were doing all these other things, but we never heard them talk about it, like in real time in these interviews.
0: Mm. And that's what it was
1: really strange to me. It's just like, are we, it's almost like it was muted. Their voices were completely muted. And even and again, when they were on camera, they were talking about the men. They were talking about, you know, what the circumstances were, how hard it was and, and also navigating um the male perception and the perception mm-hmm. uh, or the media perception as well of the group, so it it was really like having them be talking heads. It, they weren't really personalizing their own experiences, and that would, that's what oh. I thought
0: would,
1: would be interesting because all the men did that, who were interviewed, and then with the women, it was just like we didn't really get any kind of deeper knowledge or understanding of of their story. And that was strange to me, because mm-hmm. that's what we got from that was what the whole movie was really about was getting a deeper understanding and really mm-hmm. hearing from the the people who were deeply involved in it and then you get you know two or three women and they don't actually contribute to that that theme and it's just it's I don't know that just that really just gnawed at me because I think that there is a great uh. women um Black Panther movie. That that has mm-hmm. not been made yet, and this could have actually been in time to at least integrate those stories and at least prepare people or wet people's appetite to get a, a movie that is solely about them. But this is just another one that ignored them. So I was kind of turned off by that. But other than that, oh. it, it is a good movie. I do recommend it. But I, mm-hmm. I yeah, that was my thing.
2: So I, I have a so as far as like the women I, I haven't seen it yet. Just a disclaimer. There. So to be clear, there weren't any interviews with like Kath, um with um, Eldridge Cleaver's wife with Kathleen
1: Cleaver or Angela Davis. They they weren't
2: included Kath,
0: in
1: in this documentary. Angela Davis was not included. Kathleen Cleaver was included um, several times. Uh-huh. She was like interspersed throughout the interviews, only talking about Eldridge Cleaver. Oh she, she never talked about my herself.
0: Heart.
1: Yeah, she oh my strictly talked about elders, elders the entire time, and you know, talking wow. about basically his his navigating through all the the stuff that he was going through and 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 the like basically. But it wasn't like I didn't I didn't learn anything new from about Kathleen Cleaver from the documentary because she didn't talk about herself. Mhm. Wow, that's. Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's interesting that you're saying that because I've, just before this podcast, um, anybody who's watching, I think it's either on D E T or Centric. They're showing the televised version of uh, Raisin in the Sun, the one mm-hmm. Diddy's production. But <laughs> my friend and I mm-hmm. were watching it Oh together, no, not that! I, <laughs> yes, that one. And it, you know, we were we were talking about the end of the movie when towards the you know towards the end of the movie where the mother gave Walter the money right and uh, basically squandered the money and Benita had no money for her whatever and it was just like it just annoyed me while I love Raisin in the Sun like that part always annoyed me like it was always like how black women always have to cater to black men's egos you know what I mean? Where it's always like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, because the world treats them so horribly. And so as black women, it's like this added responsibility where we have to nurture them and in some ways have to coddle them. And so thinking mm-hmm. about what you just said about the Black Panther documentary, like this is something that has been in the movement for decades. And, you know, yet when we as black women speak about it, it, it seems like we're portrayed as, um, as like we're traitors to the to the mm. movement like it's like mm-hmm. you know like black men are like we'll get our our freedom first and then you guys second you know and I'm like that's not mm-hmm. how it works <laughs> guys
0: because <laughs> we were yeah. there
2: like these w- yeah these women were not just like decorations like they weren't just women with like mm-hmm. power fists and afros like they were on the mm-hmm. front lines and so it's, mm-hmm. it's
1: disappointing like based on what you said that they you know what I mean like that's that's and they, yeah, they kept that generalization. It's funny. There was this one woman I don't remember her name. She was either married to or, um, you know, or involved with romantically with um, one of the mm-hmm. panthers, and she was just kind of talking about, yeah, you know, um, I was really interested in the Panthers, She was super young at the time, like fifteen years old, and she's mm-hmm. like. You know, I guess I forget who she had to ask, and there's, like, you know, this whole process to get involved with it, and, and they're, like, you know, first you're too young, and then, you know, she came back when she was older, and they're, and they're basically, you know, they ran out of excuses to give her, but basically, you're a woman, no, you're not going to because they wanted to put her in the kitchen, and she's like, no, I want to be on the front lines with a gun, like, I want to mm. do what you guys are doing. And I want to be a soldier, and she and and they were just like that's ridiculous. <laughs> like they just kind of oh. it away, but they didn't. They didn't like. They didn't, and to even hear the men very briefly talk about, and it's almost like I can tell that they were kind of coaxed these questions, like, like oh, basically, you know, what was the woman involvement, in, or what, you know, what did you see from the women, or something. They all had the very stock answer, like oh, you know. They were in the kitchen. They were always making sure that we were fed and or they mm-hmm. were – what was another one? Somebody said, oh, you know, many of them were involved with, you know, many of the guys here. They didn't have – they didn't have anything to say. They were just like, oh, uh, the women? I don't know. I don't have any response to that. <laughs>
0: like, like, it wasn't
1: it, – it was just so unimportant. Like, it was, it's not even deserving of an answer. <laughs>
0: Basically, yeah. Oh, I feel wow. like I mean it's
3: disappointing to hear that, but I feel like it's not really surprising. Like when people talk about the civil mm-hmm. rights movement, they're talking about the black men. When they talk about the women's mm-hmm. movement, they're talking about the white women It's like you know we exist. Mm-hmm. Black women do exist. We exist like we yeah. mm-hmm. all this you know time and effort in these things just to get kind of pushed aside in history. So it's, it's disappointing, but not really surprising that they didn't cho- yeah. chose not to highlight like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just perpetuating the
1: idea that, you know, Black Panthers were, was a male movement. That was something that Mm -hmm. was particularly, you know, it was sparked by men, like men, it was, it was because Mm -hmm. of men that it was successful and all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, you know, like, what they always say behind every successful man is a successful woman or a stronger woman. And it's just like, it's just, crazy to me even you know again one guy was just like oh yeah you know or no one of the women were just like yeah sometimes it would be we would get like these sexist remarks and everything because that's that was the that was their day-to-day experience like they weren't taken seriously at all and so to Mm -hmm. get into the kitchen or to get to be like um what was her name um kathleen cleaver was a communication secretary which is Kind of a big deal as a woman because generally mm-hmm. you're just in the kitchen or you're birthing the babies and that's it. And it's just like right. despite your despite your um, desire to be more deeply involved with the with the panthers, you are relegated to the kitchen or to be someone's baby mama while they you know while you're home with like four kids and you don't know when you're it when or if your husband is actually going to come back. And that was oh their role. And so it was weird, especially since there was a desire and then just to be rejected pretty much all Mm -hmm. the time. But um, you know what? I think this is, and I'm so
2: glad you said this, Candice, because I think this is why the Black Lives Matter movement, because it'll be very interesting to see when there's a documentary made about the Black Lives uh, Matters movement, you know what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting mm-hmm. to see if someone, when someone makes a documentary on this, if they're going to do the same be- thing. Because we're seeing this now and experiencing this in real time that Black women are on the front and center lines right now in this mm-hmm. current mm-hmm. movement. You know, from um, Meta, she's on Twitter, and the three women mm-hmm. that created the Black Lives Matter um, mm-hmm. hashtag. And I and I mm-hmm. understand why they are so vocal in ownership of what they're doing because of things like this, exactly because of what's going on, um, you know, where we try to erase or marginalize black women's um, contribution
0: to a continuing mm-hmm.
2: movement. It's like somehow it's just like, oh, yeah, you were just, you know, taking care of the kids and, you know, you did a little thing, but it was all us guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I mean, women are not trying to be in front of the men. We want to do it beside you. We don't want to stand mm-hmm. behind you. We want to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I it's just very frustrating to see um, that this is still kind of being repeated again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do know, I, yeah. I can't remember right now, but I do know that there is a documentary about the women of the Black Panther movement. Once I find the uh, link in the, the title of the documentary. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Um, but I do know, but I I just feel that it's frustrating that we even have to have a separate documentary.
1: Yeah. So, our, you know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, I mean, particularly because it's called Black Panthers, Vanguard of the Revolution. It's not called The Men of the Black Panthers. And I wouldn't have nothing to say. I'd have been like, okay, well, that's a perfect movie because that's exactly what it's about, The Men of the Black Panthers. But to generalize mm-hmm. it and say The Black Panthers, but to only strictly have this male gaze is problematic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that it, it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I I, t- I agree with you. Um,
2: yeah, I'm not, now I really want to see this. I'll probably <laughs> need to have some wine with
0: me when I watch it. So, I, I mean, I, mean, it's I know it's yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Kansas. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's a good movie, and I went with somebody else, and he was just like, oh, it was really good, blah, blah, blah. It is good. It's mm-hmm. just this is me yeah. nitpicking and I'm acknowledging that I'm nitpicking, but it's just like this is this is a problem for me as a black woman. So just mm-hmm. to kind of see something like this. Particularly because it was mentioned like a couple of times in the movie, like especially when that young woman was just like, Yeah, I want to be on the front lines, I want to be a soldier like the yeah, other and I'm just like, Wow, there was this was a thing and we're just taught that, you know, in so many other, at least for me, so many other documentations and and documentaries and other, most everything I've read about Black Panthers really was, Mm -hmm. like, you would think that this was a male organization. And to Mm -hmm. hear, to be introduced to the fact that there are women out there who were either on the front lines or were more, you know, more deeply involved on another level, but to, to see that their stories are just continually shut out Is kind of problematic for me. It's just like, okay, well, there is a story, but it just is completely ignored every single time. And it's now 2015, so when will the story
0: be told?
2: (laughs) I mean, just a (laughs) reminder that, like, Angela Davis is not getting her tan you know what i mean like she's like mm-hmm. on the fbi's most wanted list for a reason mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it wasn't because mm-hmm. she was trying to you know like she was there and so i, I can't wait until we get what well, what's the other one um it was uh black pa- the black panther it was like the black power mixtape um oh yeah I yeah. that yeah. one came mm-hmm. out a, a few years ago and i heard that that, that was had a, a way yeah that was more balanced and that was because we had a black I can't remember the name of the filmmaker right now, but she, you know, because it was from a woman's, uh, black woman's point of view, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch it,
1: but it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I would be interested in what you think of it. I, I, it was funny because I was just like, oh my gosh, Rebecca's gonna have something to say about this. I know it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because yeah, I was just, I, I was just really kind of in my feelings about it because I was waiting the entire time for them to kind of go back mm-hmm. to that young lady or to for Kathleen Cleaver for crying out loud to say, you know, they probably, I'm sure they probably edited it, it, it drastically because right. I can't imagine <laughs> her not. Talking about other things other than elders that seems weird to <laughs> me, yeah. um, but you know, yeah, that that was kind of my thing. I was like, uh, okay, but where's everybody else? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like yeah. they, they uh- really did a deep analysis about not only the movement and the organization and the political environment at the time and and every single member. I mean, you could have saved, like, 10, 15 minutes for a woman or two. <laughs> like, it was right. just, I think
0: it was okay. like
3: a two-hour movie, you know. You <laughs> mentioned mm-hmm. something. Um, Sheila Carrington yeah. in the chat room mentioned the 2012 documentary um, Free Angela and All Political Prisoners, directed by Shala Lynn. That's, a, that yeah, that's on, a good one. And I know a- Shala. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Shala, that's it. Love her. Yes, that's mm-hmm. her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but it's just interesting to not have someone like Angela Bass, I mean Angela Bass, Angela Davis <laughs> being featured or at least being talked about. she <laughs> wasn't even mentioned. It's like she it never even happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's <weird. laughs>
0: so that's very, that very that historical to, to me.
3: me. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Something the editor did that or the director me. did. That had to be like a choice because, like, how could they not talk about it? Mm. Like. How could you not mention it? Like, yeah. I feel like that had to be edited out for whatever reason, but I just doesn't yeah. Make sense. I'm thinking, some, uh, yeah,
1: I'm I'm thinking something was contractually contractually obligated to not mention certain things, but then that piques my interest. <laughs> wow. why you know why was that a thing? If that was right, a thing. but anyway, that that that's my two cents. That's my five cents on <laughs> blackness. <laughs> Um, but we're gonna go into a couple of different news items that hit within the last week or so. Um, one was, and this was a big one because it was all over my Twitter feed when when the news dropped that Vivica A Fox signed on to play Cookie's older sister in the new season of Empire, which um, I, be, I think begins later this month, it's like the last week of this month. But um, what do you guys think of that news, that casting?
3: I think it's kind of perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we haven't seen a lot of Vivica lately. At least um, I haven't seen a lot of her, so it's good to see her mm-hmm. on TV. And I think her and Taraji will, will be magical <laughs> together. Yeah, they're um, they like the first season, season apart. Um, right. Tasha Smith played her – wasn't Tasha Smith her sister too? So I don't know if, like, all three of them are going to be in anything together, but – All right. Yeah. yeah. That will be um, Tasha risky. Smith is the baby.
2: That's that's what I'm oh, okay. getting. I'm getting that Cookie okay. is the middle sister. Tasha
3: Smith plays the baby sister, and um, Vivica will play the eldest. Oh, this is okay. what I. That's what I heard. Oh, yeah. That'll be really cool to kind of see how Cookie came to be. You know, we we get her post prison mm. Cookie. I want to see Cookie before. So I think it be real. That's really good casting. I think.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. I think I think, one, so
1: I think Cookie is just really well crafted her character i think that's why people are drawn to her i think that i know that's why i'm drawn to her because i feel like i know her like she's just a fully drawn character she's not just somebody who you know just escaped just um got out of prison and that's all she's about but she's got all these other layers to her character that make her more interesting and then also bringing along her intimate family also you know adds to those layers Mm
0: -hmm. definitely
3: I agree. You want to say
2: something about um, them. No, I did. No, I I agree with the I agree with the both of you. I think that's like perfect casting. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know how much more how much more perfect because they definitely have that same sort of spiciness. I don't like to use the word mm-hmm. They they have so I can definitely see a lot of interesting dramatic um, scenes with Vivica and Taraji. Um, and uh, <laughs> just as an aside, last year I just got addicted to watching this reality show. It's called L.A. Hair, um, and it's mm-hmm. the, the reality show basically uh, revolves around Kim Kimball, and she's like this huge celebrity stylist. She's done like Beyonce's hair and like any A-list. Black actress, she's probably done her hair. And so, anyway, Vivica Fox was on an episode of this show, because, you know, Vivica Fox has a wig line, and so she Mm. hired Kim to style the wigs for a photo shoot, so Kim Kimball sent two of her best stylists there, and one of the stylists basically pissed Vivica off,
0: if you guys have a chance, you can Google this.
2: It's on YouTube. Vivica pops the hell off. I was like, oh my god, that girl had the fear of God in her. By the time and the way Vivica did it, she used no curse words. She didn't really raise her voice. She was just like, I'm not here for this nonsense. I was here. You were two hours late. Like she just, she read that girl so badly. I was just like, oh my god, just pick up your face and just walk away. So thinking, of, so thinking. So of that and that's the real Vivica I can't even imagine what she's going to be like on Empire so I will oh definitely gosh. be tuning in <laughs>
1: that's
0: so that. funny I'm to, I'm, yeah <laughs> she's, she's a voice of nature she's a voice of nature
1: <laughs> yes she is. she is she doesn't play around she's on She's on Twitter uh-huh. if anyone wants to follow her because she, cause she was talking a lot about um, Chocolate City when that was around or is oh.
0: that still around I don't know
2: yeah. I, saw I
0: that think movie. that was her last thing.
2: It, yeah, it was not. Well, I'll tell, yeah. you, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, saw Magic Mike, I saw Magic Mike 2. I saw Chocolate City. I'm going to keep it real. The only difference is that Magic Mike 2 had a bigger budget. There really wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, if you're saying which is the better movie, I don't know. All I know is that Magic Mike had more money um, you know what I mean? But I will say this. I still maintain that Chocolate City has the better-looking uh, strippers. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know.
0: So, yeah. yeah.
1: I I mean, I'm not interested in either of them, to be honest. But uh, I've, I've seen the first Magic Mike, and I am done for life. You <laughs> saw all, all Magic Mike. You missed nothing. And I'm a, huge <laughs> fan of, I'm a huge fan of Matt Bomer and... What's his name? You know the um, the wolf from True Blood. Yeah, that dude, that big fan. Awesome. Blood. Oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, nope, no, thank you, yeah. y'all do that. <laughs> um, but interestingly, so you know, I'm, um, this, the next season of Empire is starting soon. I, for some reason, I can't figure out when it starts, but
3: that our, People
1: have signed on. What
3: are you saying? September twenty third, twenty
1: third. So several Woo-hoo! quote unquote quote unquote big names have started have have signed on to start or at least make appearances in this new season. And I say quote unquote big names because not like most of these people are not actually actors, so I'm not really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there there is Marissa Tomei, so I'll give her that. But then there's Pitbull, Lenny Kravitz. Mariah Carey, Ludacris, Al Sharpton, (laughs) Kelly Rowland, Chris Rock, Alicia Keys, Andre Leon
0: Talley,
3: Neo, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Who's this? Mariah made the
3: litter. She is a bona fide actress. Mariah gave us good. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: All (laughs) righty. So,
1: yeah, whatever your feelings about that group of recording artists most mostly. But um yeah, they they'll be there too. Oh, and Adam Rodriguez, um I can't think of anything Ooh. he was in, but I know I know that name. He's gonna star as Cookie's mm-hmm. Love Interest. Oh well, you
2: know what? And um Adam Rodriguez did that movie um with Taraji a few years back. I can do that all by myself, the, the Tyler Perry movie. Oh, so yeah. I'm I'm guessing and the rumor was that Taraji and Adam Rodriguez were actually dating around that time. Oh. Um I do, I, you know what I do find interesting though And I, I'm not accusing the Empire people of anything But I don't know if you guys remember A couple of months ago There was a writer I, I don't know if it was on Vibe or Complex One of one of those uh, outlets Somebody had written about the fact that um, That Empire Wasn't realistic in their depiction of hip-hop Because there wasn't enough uh, Latino people represented On the show And so it caused like this whole controversy And then I mean now if you look at the lineup for season 2 they've got quite a few latino people <laughs> lined up for season really? 2 so I don't know Yeah yeah it was it was interesting cuz the 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 author was basically like oh well you know um latino people how do you have a hip hop um you know a, a hip hop um record label and you don't have any latino people and someone made th- Someone did make the made the um, the point that you can't tell if someone is Latino just by how they look. They're like, just because the show is black, mm-hmm. you can be black and Latino. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for instance, Portia's character. We don't know what Portia's last name is. Po- uh, the girl that plays Cookie's assistant. She could very well be a Latina. We don't we don't know. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely thought both points of the argument. But yeah, so I, I find it interesting that we're we're covered we're covered in the Latinos apartment. Right. Yep. Empires. Yep. So we are fully diversified.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah.
1: That's interesting. I did not see that. So that's interesting mm-hmm. that, that that was a conversation and a complaint. But you yeah, know, I I get it. I I honestly mm-hmm. the thought never crossed my mind, but now it's crossed my mind. So now I'm like, oh okay, right. I can I can kind of see that.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. The next item, the next news item was Mahershala Ali, who is um, most recently known for his role in House of Cards, will play Cottonmouth in Marvel's Luke Cage on Netflix, coming to Netflix. I'm diverting to Rebecca. I love Mahershala.
0: I love the man.
1: But I don't know anything <laughs> about Luke Cage, but I more more of this man all the time, always. So if I can see him, I'm gonna have to get into Luke Cage at this point. Right.
2: Um I mean I'll be very honest with you, like, you know, as far as the Marvel Universe, I'm sort of educating myself as you know, 'cause um Netflix has Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones uh is coming in November, right? So we had we had um What's the word? Uh, but we had Daredevil back in March, right? Jessica Jones is going to premiere on Netflix in November, and then um, Luke Cage will be next year in 2016. So from what I from what I understand, Luke Cage will actually make his introduction in Jessica Jones. Um, he's going to be mm-hmm. featured in a few episodes, and then that's going to lead into his spinoff series um, for next mm-hmm. year. And just for anyone, Luke Cage is he's a I don't want to use the word mutant, but he's super powered. Like he's impervious to pain. He's basically like Superman, but can't fly, almost mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the in in super in the comic book uh, canon, uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones actually end up together. They end up having a baby and getting married.
0: So um,
2: Cottonmouth, from what I understand, is a nemesis. He's a villain. That's that's like he's one of the top villains. Uh, Luke Cage has to go up against and he's sort of like he has mob ties and um, they call him Cottonmouth because he has like these steel jaws that's how he like kills people or you know attacks people or whatever so it'll be interesting like i looked at the old comic books and I'm like that costume is not going to work like the old look of Cottonmouth and the old comic books, they're totally going to have to revamp it and make it more modern, which I'm sure Marvel will do a great job with. But um, all that to say, I love Mahershala Ali. I think he's just the bee's knee. So um, I'm just worried because because he's going to be a villain. I'm not here to see him die on camera i'm really not so i don't know if it, and maybe he'll be like maybe he'll he'll just be like a recurring villain or something but i mean it's it's, it's a good step for him you know because i do like him mm-hmm. on on house of cards i just i just didn't feel like they used him i don't know Kara. if it was just me i just didn't feel like the storyline in the third season was kind of you know for for remy baton He was like I, yeah. um so yeah. yeah i yeah yeah go ahead
1: Yeah, um, honestly, this last season, there was so much going on, and it it seems like every single character was vying for lead character, (laughs) and it, Mm -hmm. it was hard to, it was hard to keep up with all the stories. He did have a really great story, I just, um... It, it was just, it was so, there, there were so many other stories that I couldn't say that I remember every single part of his story, but it was, he actually did have an interesting story. This season and last season, particularly with, um. what's her name, the the woman he kind of messes around with sometimes? Oh, Jackie. Jackie Sharp. hmm mm-hmm. who's, who's also, who yeah. also had a really good storyline, too. But...
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um... Yes, I hope they'll 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 use him more for more things. He's so handsome. Mm-hmm. I just like Oh, him he's drama oh, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That yes, totally agree. What do you, what do you think? Do you have any opinion on it, um, Kim?
3: I do not. Um, I, I don't like House of Cards, so I don't really know him that much, and I don't know anything about Luke Cage. But I do love Mike Coulter, and he is Luke Cage. So I'm going to give it a chance because mm. I just love looking at it because he is Who's beautiful. Who's Mike Hopper? Oh, a he's a black man, man on The Ringer. He's on The um, Oh, right. I just want the a black wife. guy on The Ringer.
2: Yes. Yeah,
3: We officially dated <laughs> a <beautiful laughs> black point. guy on The Ringer. <laughs> but he's also on The Good Wife, and he's just just gorgeous for no reason. Like, just he stunning to look gorgeous. at. He is gorgeous. I'm here for I it. I will be the fine black man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how I know him. Yeah, um, he's Luke Cage, Great. I'm watching. <laughs> yes. I totally oh my forgot gosh. that he
2: was on that show. Yeah, The the one that you just mentioned, Kim, I forgot that he was on that Sarah Michelle Gellows show. That's where I, I totally first saw about him. That.
3: that was before The Good Wife. But, yeah, that's where I first saw him. I was just like, he is... Absolutely stunning. Yes. Yes.
0: we were just mm-hmm. like
3: fine black
1: man. It was like we were watching the Ringer like normal people, and then he ended the scene, and it just was like, what just
0: happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> I Have
3: no clue what his character's name was. I don't really I don't know, know what, what he said a but I know that was a beautiful black man to look
1: at. So
3: yeah, I yes. that's
1: all I, I was like, praise him, praise him, yeah.
2: praise
0: Jesus. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's, I think he's a, he's a, because I know Luke Cage, like, the news about Luke Cage, I noticed that people are, they're, like, kind of tempering their reactions to it, but when they, when they did announce um, Mike Coulter to play Luke Cage, I was like, that's perfect, because I, you know, I I watched him on Ringer, and then I also watched The Good Wife, and he plays Lamont Bishop, who's, like, this very, um, he's, like, this cutthroat drug lord, and I'm telling you, he is this, Scariest thing you will ever see on prime time. Like, he dresses to the nines. He's impeccable. And, you know, he uses a, I think he uses a laundromat. So that's his front or dry cleaning stores or whatever. But he is not to be messed with. So I definitely think that he's a good choice for uh, Luke Cage. And from what I understand, um, Alfred Woodard is also joining Luke Cage as mm-hmm. well. She's going to ah. be playing. I forget what the. Yeah, but the the cast that they're getting together for Luke Cage is, Pretty dang good so far Like I You know And I'm mm. very happy That they have a um, Luke Cage has a Black showrunner Is Chio Hodari Coker Which And he mm-hmm. If you look at the IMDB He has a lot of experience In prime time television So The only The only piece though Is that um, And I, I I forgot to tell you This Candace But last week there The rumor is That they have cast the role of Misty Knight, right? Misty Knight is a, mm-hmm. a black female superhero in the Marvel world, and the word is that the actress that they chose is Simone Missick. Um, but here's the thing: there hasn't been any really com- any real confirmation from Marvel. You know, Deadline, re- uh-huh. Deadline ran the story. All the other um, all the other outlets have been linking to Deadline, but I'm mm-hmm. still not. Like, I'm not saying she can't do it because she's beautiful. I, I could see her as Misty Knight. But I there's been no confirmation from Marvel is all I'm saying. And I also, uh, <laughs> Simone Mystic is on Twitter. I haven't seen mm-hmm. Bloop on her timeline. Like, she has not tweeted mm-hmm. anything for three weeks. And I would think for something, a role that iconic as Misty Knight, mm-hmm. I felt like, Marvel would be a little bit more uh, ceremonial about it. You know what I mean? Like, they would be like, mm-hmm. oh, guess what, guys? We Here's our black female superhero, Misty Knight. Mm-hmm. She's going to be – like, there hasn't been anything. It's really just Deadline saying, well, this is a, this is the breakdown of a role named Misty, M-I-S-S-Y. We're guessing it's Misty Knight. And I'm like,
0: yeah, uh, guys, when you
2: guys come out with, like, a – when you guys come out with a press release, then I will <laughs> – you know what I mean? Yeah. But until then, I'm not – yeah, I'm not really sure. Although for me I for a lot of fans we are waiting for Misty Knight so badly, it's not even a joke. So, um yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. She's actually married um, to Dorian Mystic. I, I realized that. I didn't know that.
1: Oh, I don't know. Well, I, I actually am not familiar with her but I I remember mm-hmm. Dorian is a friend of the show. But um well, I, I like didn't like realize he was married.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, heartbreaking. Oh my like, wait, what? You got married for the heartbreaking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, guys,
1: Mike Coulter Mike Coulter was on um the following. Do you guys remember him on that? Yes, oh, yes.
0: That he was the he had his, his, his eyes eye out. out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh right, 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 yeah. right, right. You're right. Oh, and apparently but wasn't you, you on did like, a couple uh, hmm? Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, he did. A, apparently, he did a couple episodes of American Horror Story, which I don't recall. I don't think I recall him in them. American
0: um, Horror
1: but yeah, from twenty twenty thirteen. So that must have been Coven, or no? Uh, yeah, maybe Coven. Coven.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait a minute! You know
2: who? You know? You know which episode he was on? It was a. It was that episode of American Horror Story, Coven. That was the one where. Jessica Lang and that crazy dude that she was dating, the the, the saxophone player, when they went to that mm-hmm. um they went to that meeting, that board meeting with the other guy, and then he just killed everybody in the room. You did you oh, remember that? Oh vaguely, I, yeah, I, yeah, vaguely,
1: yes, yeah, yes. That he was oh. one of he was
2: one of the yeah he got it back.
1: <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, but anyway, we went down the rabbit hole with Luke Cage. Same. Uh, oh, Fall TV Preview, yeah. Um, okay. So, yes, very, I know, drum roll please. Um, so, again, like I like I talked about in, uh, at the top of the show, we're going to talk about um, a couple of shows that we're looking forward to and a couple of shows, at least for me, that um, were canceled. So, unfortunately, I am no longer able to look forward to them, but um I'm going to divert to Kim. What's on your list of what you're most looking forward to this season?
3: Um, okay. Actually, most of the stuff is returning, but some of the new shows, I am looking forward to Rosewood um, primarily because of Morris Chestnut. And mm-hmm, of course.
0: Um,
3: <laughs> so, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> story-wise, you know, give back, take it, or leave it. But it's Morris Chestnut, so I'm going to be there front and center, 8 o'clock <laughs> Wednesday night. Um
0: yes.
3: Uh the Muppet show I was kinda looking forward to it because, you know, the Muppets, they're iconic. You know, that's my childhood. There's you know, all this stuff with Hermit and this new woman kinda got me in my feelings mm-hmm. a little bit. But I'm gonna watch it <laughs> to see how that plays out. I'm not really feeling new chick, but you know, whatever. Um, Scream Queen. I'm looking forward to that. Um oh yeah, I think that's on I think that starts Next week, too, on the 22nd, next Tuesday. Um, Yeah, kind of looking forward to that. Uh, I love Kiki Palmer, so she's on there. And I'm not a huge fan of Rachel Berry from Glee, but she's going to be on there. I can't think of her real name right now. But, yeah, I'm kind (laughs) of looking forward to that. Um, The return of TGIT with Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. I'm here for it, ready, popcorn pop, wine chilling as we speak. (laughs) So ready to find out all the, the secrets on how to get away with murder and Vi- Viola and what's going on with that. Scandal, I'm still watching the scandal. Uh, I'm still one with a few people hanging
0: on. <laughs> you know, kind of
3: <laughs> anxious to see what's going on with Fitz and Olivia because we're back on Fitz mm-hmm. and Olivia after not being on Fitz and Olivia and we are back to Fitz <laughs> and Olivia. But, again, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Grey's Anatomy, you know, this is our first full season without McDreamy, so seeing how Meredith kind of goes on without him will be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the Minority Report. I don't mm-hmm. think I saw the movie, but I am kind of interested. I love Megan Good, and anytime time she, you know, mm-hmm. we get to see her, I'm excited. So that's, again, more mm-hmm. for her than the show itself, so maybe I'll get hooked, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um mm-hmm. Fresh Off the Boat, Blackish, of course, are on my list. the two funny shows that I really enjoyed. Um Criminal Minds, Law and Order S V U. My my standard mm-hmm. shows there, but um oh, the other new show I had was Quantico. Very interested in seeing that and how that kind yes. of plays out. What so. is that supposed to be about? I know it's like there's um, a mole, the FBI or something like that. Some terrorist attack, and they think it kind of came from the inside, and so everyone's a suspect. That's what I gather. Okay, from the okay, right. Yeah, <clears throat> so definitely interested in that one as well. Um, on the fence with Code Black. I love Marsha Gay Harden. Not mm-hmm. really sure, but I think I might give it a chance. So.
0: Mhm. Uh, yeah, it's that's my warm. list.
3: Yeah. So that's all I have on my list. Um, before I ask um,
1: Rebecca about her list, what do you guys think about the new scandal trailer? Because there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of opinions running through my Twitter feed about it. You guys Uh
0: oh. <laughs> um,
2: here's the thing. Like I, I want Carrie. I I love Shonda. I love, because I really feel like Shonda has revolutionized prim- primetime TV in ways that we're still seeing the effects of, um, and mm-hmm. I want Carrie to win, and I'm and I'm happy mm-hmm. for her success. I mean, yes, she has won. Let me not say that I want her to win. That, that being said, like, I really tried to hold on to Scandal, and I felt like, part of me is like I don't want to hand in my black car (laughs) just yet like I could just like like, oh I want to see Scandal well Candace has already just gave up on that show so Mm -hmm. I've I've been hanging on for like two more seasons more than Candace has but like this fourth season just really lost me like for when she got kidnapped I was thinking okay maybe they're going to do something a little bit different here Um, and then they just reverted back to type Um, I did like the Ferguson based episode. I, I thought that was good. I, I, the ending was a little tro- problematic to me, but I liked where they were going with it. But yeah, I just saw the um I just saw the uh the sneak peek for season 5 and I'm like, "Oh, these two are still together?" No, I was like, I can't. Like I can't I can't do the fifth live thing anymore because we know even though yes, the teaser shows them being happy together, he hands um Melly her divorce papers. We know it's not going to happen because there would be uh, no scandal without that. So, yeah, I'm just the back and forth. Like, I'm just, like, I, I just have motion sickness. I can't take these two anymore. <laughs> I really can't. I just, I want them to break them up. Fitz and Olivia need to break up, and they need to give her a viable love interest and not Jake. Jake was never a real love interest to me. You need someone like Idris Elba or someone like Ooh. Blair Underwood, like somebody that is like an alpha male equivalent of fit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you need. Anybody else is not going to cut it. I mean, I love Tony Goldwyn. No hate towards Tony Goldwyn. But I just I need to live to move on. And even if it isn't with another man, maybe another woman. I don't know. Like, I just, I can't. <laughs> I cannot.
3: I can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, I um, feel like there's yeah. you know, certain people who really love Fitz and Olivia together, and they are like really, mm-hmm. ready for this, and they are all about it. And there's this other group who are like, let's kill him off so we can move on to something else. And I mm. find myself more, about, <laughs> not, you know, I really am more interested in the relationship between Mellie and Olivia than Olivia and Fitz. Like, I feel like they will be. Great oh. gal pals, if he was just gone, like they would be so cool if he was just gone, like if he just went away, fell off the earth, <laughs> anything like that. But I feel like Shonda is really yeah. playing to these people who are die-hard Olivia Fitz fans, and you know it, it's all melodrama. It's it's what she does the best. So I mean, I get it, but I'm over that part of it. So like I said, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm a gladder eighty, for life. I'm here. I love you for that, Kim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am nothing. That I, loyal. I, I love, you are
2: loyal. The the one thing the one thing that I I that kind of kept me for the the last two seasons was Joe Morton. I yes. love Papa Pit fit, so I love Papa Pope so much because he's just given a middle finger. White supremacy, in a way, although he's an agent of white supremacy in his own way, which he doesn't realize, but I just love his the way that he just does not give a an f and he just <laughs> does what he wants to do. And you know, I try to tell people this, and people don't want to accept this is that you know, while there is a very problematic, dysfunctional relationship with Eli Pope and his and, and Olivia. Part of the reason is that Eli is just kind of, like, slapping the sense to live. Like, you need to get together. Like, this guy, this relationship that you're with, like, this is not, you know what I mean? It's not going to come a, to, a, to a happy ending for you. You know what I mean? Like, he's sort of like, this is a different path of power. Like, I'm trying to give you a different way for you to be powerful where you don't have to go through fit. But she keeps rejecting him. So I'm just like... Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's what we want to do it. But yeah, I mean, I love Joe Morton. I'm sure he'll be back for fifth season. From what I understand, I think he got arrested, right,
3: Kim, in, right. in the season finale. Well, the the season. He'll be back, right.
2: Yeah, you know you know what I want to see? I want to see Candy Alexander come back. I want Mama Pope to come back, yes. break him out, and the two of them just partner up and just make life a living hell for Fitz. That's what I want to see happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also yeah. interested to see what's going on with Huck, because when we last saw Huck, he kind of, you know, he's always been teetering on the edge of insanity, but he kind of went all <laughs> the way over, and I just hope they can bring him back a little bit, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, interesting to see what what's going on with Huck, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rebecca, yeah. what's on
1: your list of uh, shows? That okay,
0: you're
1: looking so to? <laughs> it's just hodgepodge list, but <laughs> just
0: quickly, <laughs> of course,
2: second season of Empire. Even with all the special guests and everything they have, I, I'm just curious to see how they're going to put this all together. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm definitely back for the second season of Empire. I cannot wait for The Flash. Oh my god, it's like I think the season premiere is like October 2nd or the 6th or something like that. The first season of The Flash for a first season of a show, like I was just sitting there like, "Really guys? Like that was freaking impeccable. They they really have it together. They're really amping up the um they're really amping up the the stakes for the second season." So I love it. Um I'm also looking forward to Ash versus Evil Dead. I don't know if you guys have seen the, yes. the promo for it.
0: It was good. I was like, "Yo, yes. this is so hilarious!
2: I love it." I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Bruce Campbell. I like the first the first few Evil Dead movies, so I, yeah. I like the fact that they're actually revisiting this character. Like 30, I think they said it was like 25, 30 years since the first Evil Dead, and that yeah. just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. So, and I'm so happy, Jill Marie uh, Jones, uh, Tony from Girlfriends, is going yeah, to be yeah. on the show. Yeah, so it's good to see that. And it was it was cute the other day. Jill Marie Jones was tweeting with Lucy Lawless.
0: And I just, I, like, I had a
2: geek-gasm. I'm like, Tony Johnson and, and Zena are
0: tweeting each other. This is so cool.
2: So, yeah, definitely that show. Um, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the the fourth season of Arrow. <sighs> I didn't like the third season of Arrow. The first half of the season was really great, and then it just mm-hmm. went doot, doot. Do, do, do. Um, It borrowed too much from The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Like, I was just like, you guys need to really just stop on this Bruce Wayne and just do your own thing. So I'm hoping if they tweak the fourth season, I'll be back for that. Um, definitely looking forward to the um second season of The Nick. I will not stop talking about this show. It is my mission to get all of black Twitter to start watching this show. <laughs> it is so good. Like, do not be fooled. I mean I, I understand that when you look at the promo series The Nick, you think that it's a stuffy white period show and it is so not that. Mostly because of the character of Algernon Edwards, um, that's played by Andre the fabulous Andre Holland. He plays a black doctor on the show, Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you guys, like, he is not like some token white character. And I've I've talked to a couple of friends, like Mona, and some other friends on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We're of the opinion that that this show is really his story. We don't think that is Clive Owen's story. We really think the show is his, but they're just marketing it with a with a white face. But it's really, you know, this guy's story. But yeah, Mm -hmm. if you have a chance. Um, I think it's on demand. You can. They'll probably do like a marathon on Cinemax before it comes out, um, and then also Quantico. I'm gonna take a look at that. The one show I am looking forward to now only because I saw the season finale yesterday because they were doing a marathon on Showtime. The Affair. Mm-hmm. I will be the first to admit that I could yes. in the middle, right? <laughs> I and guess. I was like, okay, I yes. just, and then I came back and I watched the last. Episode that season finale, I was just sitting there like, Wait,
0: what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Because, because, um, the conceit, I understand for some people it may alienate them the whole his side, her side. I think mm-hmm. that's the reason why I kind of fell I off at it. first, but then you
1: like it, right? I, I it was really intrigued by that, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. And then because the season finale, like you, I, I think, Candace, you, you saw it right when they showed mm-hmm. his side of the story in the in the season finale and then you saw her story, two wildly varying accounts. You were like yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, right. I mean, it was what, like, wait, was... are
1: they both lying or like
2: Exactly Exactly. Like even the the clothes they wore in the two different accounts were different. Like in his mm-hmm. account when he went to go get his daughter, she was wearing all white and then in her mm-hmm. account she was just wearing like a blue shirt and a white skirt. And and didn't even right. look as, you know, Windblown as she looked in the first mm-hmm. one, and mm-hmm. um, so now I'm I'm intrigued. And so now I'm definitely looking forward to the second season. And I don't know if he if he's been nominated for the Emmy or the Critics' Choice. Mm-hmm. Joshua Jackson is fantastic on this show. He's like, never nominated God for damn. anything, and he's fantastic. Never. <laughs> you know what it is, Candace? The thing is, people are still stuck as seeing him as Pacey on Dawson's Creek, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no. If you guys can let Michelle Williams be who she is, like, mm-hmm. y'all need to let this go. Joshua Jackson is, like, he is riveting. Because even when he plays mm-hmm. different versions of himself in both of their accounts, you cannot keep your eyes off of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he's yep. sexy with that
0: beard. Woo! No.
2: Yeah. Oh, no praise. Yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah, so those are the those are the shows that I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, Joshua Jackson. I think Showtime should definitely invest in him next year for awards push because from what I understand, this second season they're going to be adding the perspectives of both the exes, the ex-wife Dominic mm-hmm. um, and 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 Joshua Jackson's character. So I'm yep. really looking forward to seeing his side of the story because i think he's yeah. kind of getting like a raw deal
1: you know what i mean oh absolutely so, yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean they both have mm-hmm. both of the both of the spouses really have but i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's it's such an interesting and particularly with um the wife um yes gosh, i can't remember her name but you know the the guy who's cheating his wife um, yeah, she yes. is all over the the commercials for this upcoming season. Like she's having a, a little bit of a meltdown. <laughs> so
0: it's
1: it's just it's just interesting, and I and I and that that show to me was just not talked about enough. And I know probably because of the format with the two different perspectives, but I just think that that just mm-hmm. led to so many other discussions about one how men view women that they're cheating with. And I thought it was always yes. interesting to see Yeah, I you know, it's always funny. I thought it was interesting to see him kind of talk about her as someone who almost was provoking the the affair rather than someone who was just yes. like him, just involved in it. It was almost like every time he talked about her, it was almost like she was pushing up on him the entire time. And that was interesting yeah. because when you hear from her she doesn't have that perspective of him. She she is complicit in her own, you know, you know, in her own blame, in her own guilt of it. Mm-hmm. He is not. Mm-hmm. He he does not um, acknowledge his guilt. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like yeah. he's a and victim to her, kind of. It's true. It's true.
2: And I and I sensed that, like the, in the season finale, where it was her side of story, where she was talking to her husband, I had a feeling that she blamed him for their child you know, whatever, Mm. was the child's accident. I was just like, see, Mm hmm Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not... So it's it's very interesting to me, like, because we get a lot of movies and shows about extramarital affairs, and it's always, like, this sensationalized, heightened, sexualized version of what an affair is. Like, yes, of course, there's the sex, but then what happens... Like, the emotional fallout, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of movies. Well, except that one movie, the one with Richard Gere and Diane... Lane? Oh, on Facebook. Uh, I forget. Oh my God! Like I was just mm-hmm. sitting there, like that <laughs> was
1: ugly. <laughs> Richard I think, Gere in that movie. Yes, Lord. Richard Gere in that movie. I was just like, he. Talk about he taking nominated? that into your own hands. No. Yeah, was he nominated what? that year for no. the? Oh, that's mm-hmm. a crime. That's a yeah, crime. Yeah, because to me, I actually think true. that that's a
2: better. Yeah, I think that that movie was actually a better. I think Unfaithful was better than Fatal Attraction.
0: That's my no, personal I don't opinion.
2: Think I mean, you know what I that. Yeah, I don't
1: know.
2: I think um, because you know the the whole thing with the boiling the. I mean, it got a little operatic. I mean, of course, nobody's gonna mess with Glenn Close's performance. But I just think, as far as the depiction of what happens, because I think what was so fascinating about Unfaithful is that Richard Gere was actually a good husband. None of the there was nothing wrong with their marriage. She was just freaking bored. That's all mm-hmm. it was. And I mean, hella yeah, I mean true. if that dude walked in, yeah, I'd have an affair with him too. That was the other uh-huh. point too, right? While we're
0: together as a woman, you're like, Yeah, yeah.
2: I'd do that too <laughs> So yeah. Oh um, what's the name yeah. that's Halle Berry's husband. Why why is his name not coming to me? Something
1: Oh, Olivier me. Martinez. Yes. Yes.
0: oh he's Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: Fine, as yeah. Fine as hell. Fine as hell. Yeah. Mhm. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you my picks for what I'm looking yes. forward to, and actually, The Affair was actually on my list as well. I'm glad you mentioned. I'm glad uh-huh. somebody else watches that show. I was worried that it yes. was going to be careful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no.
1: <laughs> um. The The Affair. Uh. Blackish. Fresh off the boat. Blackish. Yeah, uh-huh. Secrets and Lives, which I think is coming back. I haven't heard of otherwise. It is. Um, it is. <laughs> Madam yes. Secretary. Oh, it is. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Madam Secretary, which I also believe is coming back. Empire, mm-hmm. Minority Report. Very excited. I love the movie actually, and I'm very interested to see how they're going to do this with a woman. Um, and I, I just really want Megan, Megan Good to win. I've been saying that for for like the last decade. And so far, mm-hmm. I, you know, keep hope alive. I'm just really, Ooh, really yeah. need to get out of this pretty girl. <laughs> she needs to get out of this pretty girl phase. She has fallen down the pretty girl rabbit hole. And I'm just like, yeah, girl, what? what's going on? Get out of that. And so, yeah. uh, American Horror Story Hotel, um, if you guys follow oh, me, I've been tweeting a lot of different pictures from American Horror Story Hotel because I just love the marketing. That trailer is um,
0: hot. hot. Yes,
1: Lauren. I love that trailer. <laughs> it
0: is. Um,
1: the Muppets, of course. Yay! Um, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Nobody said Walking Dead. Oh my <laughs> I God! Really I forgot. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. crap! <laughs> yes, Walking Dead. Uh, Scream Queens, because I'm just interested in. I'm particularly interested in um, Kiki Palmer and what's the woman's name? Um, the black woman. Jamie Lee Curtis or something? No, the black oh, woman. Oh, Nash. Yes. Yes. Very um, I actually have never seen her on any show, on anything. i just seen her, like, on, like, morning TV shows. I've never seen her ever, ever mm-hmm. act
3: before. Um, so um, she, to she's on a show called Getting On on HBO. If you ever get a chance to watch this show, please watch it. It's her and, um, oh, gosh, Jackie from Roseanne, Lori Metcalf, and um, oh, Alex Jackie, yes. It's so funny. She was nominated for an Emmy, which I'm so excited because no one talks about this show absolutely no one so if you get a chance to watch it
1: please do i have to put that in my key i don't have hbl so i have to wait till it comes out on dvd i'm totally doing that right now um so is that there's um i so is x-files really coming or is that just like something that i just made up oh
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh no no no! It's they've, they've they've filmed it, and so it's it's um they got David C- Duchovny back, David Duchovny, um Ans Anderson are back, and from what I understand, they are actually going to air the first episode of the X Files revival at New York Comic Con, and I hate each <gasps> every person not going to get to see that <laughs> because, the one year yeah. i'm not
1: going is when they
0: right. oh my god
1: <laughs> and,
2: and um they they also got uh um, mitch peleggi back who i he is a stone call silver fox bay i don't understand mm. what the hell mitch peleggi is taking that he played agent skinner <laughs> who was their boss
0: Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've seen
2: him like on X-Men He's been on Supernatural I've seen him do other shows And the man does not age Like he That bald head is sexy as hell So I don't know So please let me know Anybody who <laughs> near to Comic Con If you guys see this X-Files um, The the premiere episode Please report back to us Because I have a feeling it will be good Because they pretty much got Chris Carter And everything back I'm not really a fan of TV revival It depends on the show here and there Coach mm-hmm. I heard NBC dead at that Good X-Files, I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. yes. And Prison Break. I heard they reviving quotes. Prison Break. Yeah, yeah, the um,
3: culture. Yeah. I, you know, again, yeah. I say this forever.
1: Once they got out of prison, mm-hmm. the show was just not any longer. I mean, like, it was the good. whole thing was trying to navigate the whole, like, escape plan. And they did, and yes. it's like, okay, bye-bye. Like, why are you still on? Like, you're, you're out now. Yeah. Oh, so I, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch it because I just love me some prison break. And if they get Wentworth Miller mm-hmm. and all those other fans well, on that show, yes, they're all back.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, I, but when I okay, say dominic,
1: good, dominic Yeah,
2: Dominic Purcell, Purcell is, is committed. Wentworth Miller is coming okay. back. Um, sure. I think Sarah Wayne Callies, I think they're mm-hmm. trying to get her back. They – they really can't get it without her because that's Michael's wife. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm here for a Prison Break revival. I'll, I'll watch that.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll watch yeah. the hell out of that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So quickly in our last couple minutes on air, we're going to talk about the return, the possible return of the black sitcom. Now, Karen and I were talking about this particularly because she brought to my attention the Carmichael show, which I honestly have never seen or heard of. Got huge, like really high, solid rating for a limited show that debuted in the summer on NBC, and that was a black co- comedy. And so, um, mm. you know, with the success of this, and then there's um, the Craig Robinson show, as well as of course, um, Blackish. Is there is it like are, is the black sitcom actually staging a comeback? And what I mean by that. Because when I like, mm-hmm. particularly with the in the nineties, I thought that the black sitcom was everything. Like TGI Fridays right. was everything. You know, it had then it went up to um, you know, Everybody Hates Chris and all these other really great shows that that came out. I feel like we just had an embarrassment of riches, and then lately it's been kind of a desert. And so, mm-hmm. do you think that we can possibly have another thriving black sitcom? Universe as we did in the '90s, particularly you know from the success, the recent success of certain shows. So I'm going to throw this. I'm gonna, What do you think? Oh, sorry, uh, Rebecca, please go ahead. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I I am so excited that you brought up this topic because the first question, first answer is yes, absolutely. I do think that we're having a revival with, like you said, Blackish. I have not watched the Carmichael show yet. I'm so sorry, guys, but I'm going to watch it on on demand. I did try watching the Craig Robinson show, and I did no likey. It was very <laughs> like, I'm like, this is the like, Steve Harvey show, right, as a, as a musician who's playing a music teacher in a high school. Yeah, it was very vanilla. I watched like three episodes back to back, and I didn't laugh once. And Craig Robinson oh. is a very funny person. So I'm guessing that the writer's show, the writing room, is probably a little bit more vanilla than should be. That's that's how I'm feeling. So,
0: um
2: but I've heard great things about the Carmichael show. I think Blackfish had an incredible first season. I am so happy that they're back for the second season. Mm-hmm. The other sitcom that I feel like I love this show with like every fiber of my being, Survivor's Remorse. O M F G. Yes. This show is so good. It really yeah. is. I understand it's on stars. Stars is sort of like the stepchild of cable But he's doing some really good stuff right now. So between Power, Power had a really, you know, strong uh, second season as far as their rating. Survivor's Remorse, like, I'm just sitting there, like, how do you guys get away with it? Because they're so edgy and controversial. They just, like, just as an example, last Sunday, right, Tashina Arnold's character, Cassie Calloway, wanted a vaginal, a vaginal rejuvenation
0: <laughs> surgery, okay? Oh, so,
2: yes, yes. So, you know, she, she, she had these two kids. She had, you know, the basketball star and her daughter while she was young, right? And now Cam is like this, you know, this Super Bowl, you know, this NFL, uh, NBA player. And so the episode starts with her dating, right? Now she's back in the pool having sex. And then she tells her son, you know, she needs to go to the doctor to get a procedure done. Right, And then once mm-hmm. her son does some digging, finds out that this is what his mother wants, and he basically embarrasses his mother by having, like, a family intervention, like, oh listing all the dangers of this. And I love – and Toshina Arnold, oh, my God – she was just incredible in this scene. Like, she read him for film. She was just like, you don't get to embarrass me in front of my family like that. And then she did something which was really funny, right? She she sits across from him, and she was like, you see this hoodie, right? And he was like, yeah. She takes the hoodie and puts it halfway over his head. She was like, you see this? This is me right now. After the, after the surgery, this is going to be me. And then she pulls the hoodie all the way over his face and tightens it up. And she was like, this is going to be me after the procedure, Guys, I was on the floor dying, (laughs) dying. And I'm telling you, this would never happen on a a black sitcom 20, 30 years ago, but Survivor's Remorse and much like Blackish, I think what's going on is that this new breed of black sitcoms, they're going beyond and above. They're like, we are not the Cosby Show, okay, guys? While we may have the basic nuclear family or whatever, they're really taking on topics that we wouldn't see, like, from what I understand, the season premiere of Blackish they're going to tackle the N-word? I can't wait to see that.
0: Oh, I cannot right.
2: wait to see. <laughs> yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think um, I, I think that it's great that we're seeing the Black sitcom, and what I love is that these new um, this new generation of sitcoms, it doesn't have to be mother, father, children. You know, it can be single mm-hmm. mother or single dad or grandmother because it shows the, the diversity of families, and one isn't Better than the other, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. all that matters is that they all love each other and that they take care of each other. But that doesn't mean that they can't be dysfunctional and imperfect. Which right, I think of is, is really, yeah, which is really key because I think once you try to have like that after-school special, cutesy, perfect <laughs> black sitcom, you're not going to last long.
1: You're just mm-hmm. not.
3: Yeah, not in so. this
1: climate. Not Mm-mm. at all. Yeah,
2: not at all.
3: Yeah. I know um, I watched the um, what is it, Mr. Robinson, and it had funny moments. You know, they had six episodes. I think I watched four. I missed those last two. Um, it had funny moments. <laughs> it was somewhat implausible. Like um, Megan Good's character and Craig Robinson's character allegedly went to high school together. I'm like, when Megan Good was in high school, he was probably working there as a janitor, but they weren't in the same, <laughs>
1: like, high school. Like,
3: are you serious
1: right now? Like,
3: Right. That's that's a bit of a stretch, and they, like you know, there are shows that you kind of make some type of commentary about something, and there are shows that are just supposed to be funny. I think this was just supposed to be funny. Like there's nothing deep. There's nothing new. There's nothing. It's a lot like mm-hmm. um, what's the show? That everyone kept comparing it to um, the Steve Harvey show. He's a high school uh. music teacher working there, trying to get with this woman at the school. It, it, yeah, it was very reminiscent but it had funny moments. Not a whole lot, but it did have some. But then you have the Carmichael show. The Carmichael show is hilarious. First of all you have Loretta Devine and David Allen Greer. They're married. They have two sons and one mm-hmm. he is dating um oh gosh. This this girl who is studying to be a therapist so she's, you know, trying to analyze everything the other one just told his parents like that he's divorced from his wife, but they're still living together, and her new boyfriend lives there, too. Just insane. Just totally insane. Mm-hmm. But in the <laughs> sixth episode, they tackled Black Lives Matter. They tackled the transgender issue. They tackled guns to they talked about all wow. of these topics in six episodes and in a funny and respectful way. And I really enjoyed it. Um, they had an episode about religion. You know, his girlfriend is a an atheist or an agnostic. She doesn't really know what she mm-hmm. is. And, of course, his parents are, like, these super religious Christians. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So it's just that that funny dynamic with the, the generational difference. And it's a hilarious show. And I really hope NBC gives it a chance because they are quick to snatch up a new comedy, black or mm-hmm. otherwise. So I really hope they give it a mm-hmm. chance. hmm <laughs> I, really, they are just horrible, which is funny because NBC was the one that, you know, kind of gave us this musty TV with all the comedies, but they are all about their hour-long dramas right now, so I really hope Yeah, they know. are. They really are. I really are. do, yeah. because this, like, the Carmichael show is really funny, like, you really should watch it on demand if you haven't seen it. You will laugh. Okay. I have heard absolutely nothing about it until I saw one commercial, like, the day before it was supposed to come on, and so mm. I don't think they did a lot of promotion for it, but... Super funny show. Definitely watch it. It's set in Charlotte, allegedly. I love that about it.
0: Oh, um, okay.
3: Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I watch it. of the It's Survivor also online. Too. That show is hilarious. Like you said, Survivor the oh, Moore. So I really do hope that we get more comedies because I look at my TV schedule and it is a lot of drama, a lot, a lot, a lot of drama. You just want a little, just a little laugh here and there. So I really do hope we get a, a resurgence of the black comedy
1: yeah i i mean i you know i've said this before in the show i when it comes to particularly black series strictly drama um uh, and even mm-hmm. i'll even go further if it if it comes if you know if it's if it's about any type of you know uh even non-black series i just watch drama or like a genre um like a thriller or something or a horror. I don't have any modern comedies in my in my repertoire, so to speak. Um right. but I do know that um Centric, I wanna say, the Centric or T V one has a whole plethora mm-hmm. of um of comedies that I mean, my mom always is always telling me about them and, you know, what is it called? Like Love That Girl and
3: several others that I honestly
0: don't like but
3: they, <laughs> I will say, they, "Born Again Virgin" they, they, on TV One is pretty funny. <laughs> which one? What is it called? It's not bad. It's Born, "Born Again, Again Virgin" is on TV
0: One. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So it's almost like I mean, is it safe to say that TV One or Centric kind of they like they, they kind of started the whole black sitcom um, resurgence, or no? Do they count? I mean, it also depends on the quality of the actual sitcoms as well. To me, at least. Yeah. I think right.
3: I think
2: centric. I think centric and TV One and maybe to an extent BET. I think they they should definitely get credit. While I may not have liked that, like I didn't. Who's that? I just was not there for that show. Like the first season was okay, mm-hmm. and then once they changed the writers, I was just like, no. But I think they should get some credit because they really held it down. Because like you said, you know, once, um, Everybody Hates Chris and the Bernie Mac show and my mm-hmm. wife and kids went away, like it was it was a desert as far as national mm-hmm. uh you know, the the major networks and so those three mm-hmm. black networks really kind of put a pin in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. these other um until the other networks tried to catch up. But yeah, I do watch um Born Again Virgin. I'm I like the lead, I like Danny Nicolette. I like um her roommate, the one who plays the publicist. I forget what her name is. I always say that she looks like if Jessica Williams and um Gabrielle Dennis had a baby. That's why
0: yes, I mean. she's very pretty and she's
2: she's very snarky. So I kinda like that these female characters are very snarky and very witty. I mean the mm-hmm. writing could use some work, and I'm not really sold on Tank as the male lead. But other than that, right. um, I like the premise. I like the premise. I like the premise of, of she's a, a blogger who's, you know, documenting her experiences of waiting, you know what I mean, of kind of being a born-again virgin. So I, I like the idea. I think it's it's a step in the right direction. And then, sing, no, well, Single Ladies is really more of a drama, so I can't put that in there. Okay, yeah. No.
1: Was that a fun um,
2: Yes. <laughs> okay. It's on Centric. No, I mean it, I well, don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because now they've rebranded Centric as a black women's channel. So That's yeah. So so yeah, and so, well there was this big turnaround. Um I think Kim, you probably know more than me. Like the original showrunner of um Single Ladies quit. After the second yeah. season or something like that.
0: And then they had to whatever. get, like, a
2: new showrunner and, like, new writers and whatever. Is, is Queen Latifah still the executive producer of that show? I, I'm, I I'm trying to remember. So. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I'm happy with what we have. Like, the black sitcoms that we're seeing, I, I'm seeing a lot of strong writing. And I think a lot. Of, one thing that I'm very happy about is that all of these black sitcoms that we like right now. Um, at least the majority of them, the writers room are black. They're black, and there's women writing in them. Like for Survivor's Remorse, one of the writers is Tracy Oliver from Awkward Black Girl. She's the one who played uh, Jay's nemesis. So the the light- yes, Tracy Oliver yeah. is hilarious. And and um, in Survivor's Remorse, there was another episode where uh, one of the uh, the main female characters, Tiana Paris's character, did the big chop. And I can't mm. ever remember in primetime history where we've actually had a black female character cut her hair, like, and go natural, you know what I right. mean? And that was Tracy's mm. idea. She was like, when I got hired for Survivor's Remorse, you know, she and Tiana sort of, like, tag teamed <laughs> the showrunner, and they were like, we need to tell this story. We need to have one of the female characters do the big chop, and we want to document that, you know, and how that affects yeah. her. Image and her love life and everything. So I, if that's why it's so important to have diversity in the writing right. because mm-hmm. no white person would have come up with that. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. they could, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
0: no. They <laughs> <Probably> wouldn't <laughs> know say, what they're um, talking
1: about,
3: though.
0: Mm-mm. Natural,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, on, I guess it's on TV Land now. There's a show called Instant Mom with Tia Mowry and Michael Boatman. Um, it's more, I think it's kind of geared to the, towards a younger crew, but it's like a family comedy. Oh. And then they have some pretty funny episodes. Um, so that's yeah. also a good one to watch. Um, and do either of you have yeah. Bounce TV or watch Bounce TV? I, I don't um, have Bounce it.
0: Cool.
3: Yeah. No. I Which just Googled y'all? it. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a station that's everywhere. um, trying to look here. But mm-hmm. apparently they have like a whole bunch of black comedies. Uh, there's a show called Man and Wife. There's a show called Family Time that's in their second season. Uh, there's a show called well, Love, My Crazy Roommate. So they have, like, all these black sitcoms that I have not seen yet or heard of. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: I mean, I don't have that channel, but I I didn't know that all that, oh, that was going on on that channel. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Wow! <laughs> Didn't know. Interesting, yeah. And some of these episodes
0: are online. Wasn't there like so... a? Wasn't there a,
2: a series? I, I it was on. It was in syndication. It wasn't really like. I think it was like on UPN. Like when I lived in New York, it was like UPN or CW or whatever. It was called. It was the First Family. It was um, um, Christopher Duncan. He was the guy who played Braxton from the Jamie Foxx show. He played the president of the United States. So the show was basically a sitcom about a black president. And his wife was played by Kalita Smith from the Bernie Mac show. Their are children. And I think one of the mother-in-laws was Jackie Harry. or something. Yeah. But I forget. Oh.
0: I forget. Yeah, it was
2: Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah.
0: Who knew? She was the <laughs> sister-in-law. Yeah. And oh, Marla Gere okay. and Gladys
3: Knight were on there. I saw a couple of episodes on there. Because um, Yara Shahidi, who's the oldest daughter on Blackish, was actually on there with her little brother. They played two of the children. So, yeah. Right. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. So there's definitely been like these bridges between right. uh, the, the I guess, through the through the desert. So even while I may not have, like, I'm still going to give them props for at least having that mm-hmm. representation out there. And you know what I'd also add to, you? even while it's technically not television, I feel like the web, um, at least YouTube series, really stepped up. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. with Black and Sexy TV, one of my favorites is Hello Cupid. I love that mm-hmm. show so much, and they mm-hmm. had a lot of different um, shows that definitely show, and Awkward Black Girl, of course,
0: which kind of shows like back? you
2: can be. No, I don't think so because Issa is developing a show for HBO right now, so I don't know if we're ever gonna see like it's it's gonna be like Awkward Black Girl, but they're gonna change some things in it. Um, but yeah, she's she's busy working working on that with HBO, and from what I heard, HBO. They've been supportive, but not really, (laughs) because she did, I don't know if you guys saw that she did an article on the New York Times, and when she tried to pitch Awkward Black Girl, they were like, yeah, we could just make it Awkward Girl, but can we cast a white person? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Which makes it not as awkward.
0: (laughs) You know, it just kind of dissipates.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, that's, that's not the real point that the show is making, and you're just basically niquifying <laughs> it. <laughs> so shut it down immediately. <laughs> We've got other show
2: like that already. What's that Zoe Deschanel show on on, on, on Fox?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, right? Okay, remember. you already got your awkward yeah. white girl.
2: Leave us alone.
1: <laughs> plenty, plenty. Oh, by the mm-hmm. way, one of our followers, Yolanda Lewis, She said that Mm -hmm. the ladies was canceled. Oh, okay.
0: Wow. Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) not funny, but (laughs) that that messed up like that. Wow. Well, I'm I'm sorry to
3: hear
2: that. I know I know Nicole Ari Parker was wasn't she on there like last season? She played like a woman preacher or something like that.
3: You know, like, only lasted two seasons with single ladies, so I'm not sure. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> Yikes
0: mm. but,
1: here. yeah, I mean, hopefully this does usher in more, and of, of course, more on the major networks as well. I mean, I think Black is just holding it down as the only black <laughs> sitcom on a major network right now. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully we get we get some others, but. That concludes the show, unless you guys have anything else to say about any of the topics that we discussed, but, um, you know, we encourage you guys, um, our listeners, to continue to tweet about any of the topics using hashtag in Noir, um, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back in another two weeks for our Twitter chats. Yay! Bye, have
2: a great <laughs> next two weeks, everyone.
0: <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> Bye.